<laughs> I wish that I could fly Way up in the sky Like a bird so high Oh, I might just try I wish that I could fly Way up in the sky Like a bird so high Oh, I might just try Oh, I might just try RC Alienation version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode 197. Nope. Five. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. 195. Yes. Dude, 195 is five away from 200, Dan. Can you believe that shit? I know. That is crazy. That's a lot of episodes. What are we doing for 200? I don't know, man. Gotta be something big. We, we, we got to discuss that. I heard a couple of what listeners did, say we got to do like a best of show or a, like a funny clips show. Yeah. What did we do for 100? We, Nick I think we did me. a funny clips show. No, Nick interviewed me for 100. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one wants to hear that again. Nobody wants so to hear that We shit. won't do that. <laughs> that's not a good idea. Dan, I, what I would like to hear is you interviewing yourself. Ooh. That would be kind of boring, man. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you can only, you know, say shit like, oh, my God, you're the greatest. And I, yeah, oh, I know that. Get <laughs> out of here. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. So many I, times. I hear what you're saying, and thanks for the compliment. So tell me, how come you're such an awesome pilot? Well, you know, it's just been years and years and years of practice. No sim. Sim sucks. Don't do that. You're way better at this than you should be, dude. Yeah. Hmm. I, I picture you getting up in the morning and doing that in front of Looking a mirror. Looking in the mirror. Front of a Who's the man? Who's the man? <laughs> so someone's not here. Have you guys noticed that it's quite a bit? Nicholas yeah, it's Len. Nicholas Len. I don't know, is what is he absent. doing tonight? What is Where's, he doing? I think he's just being a bum. I think he he's is at too. home. You know, because I was on the phone with him like, a half hour before we recorded, I don't know why, and, and all of a sudden he's just like, oh, I don't well, think I here's can. the deal. I hear he's supposed to be like getting up, I don't know, early in the morning I heard to that, go yeah. and do something. What's what's early? I mean, three o'clock early. is what I heard. Three o'clock oh, in the morning. I'm getting now, up at last four. time I checked, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse we I finish, seriously am. Yeah. We finish. When do we finish recording? Oh, like 1130. Been well, about midnight, midnight, I'd say. Is that's our, is four our hours of sleep. No, three hours of sleep. That's yeah. that's great. Well, yeah. but you, you got to add into the fact that he's going to be driving like, 12, like 13, 14 hours straight after that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good so point. So three hours of sleep might not be great. That's, that's <laughs> tough to stay awake driving. Yeah. Five hour energy and Starbucks. Crack cocaine. so nick's not here jesse's here justin's here who wants to go first i'll go first all righty yeah we gotta get man get get this out of the way because it's i'm just letting you know right now like the, the profile for the night is it's gonna dive and then i'm just hoping that you guys did some killer stuff this week and you're gonna bring it back up so honestly this last week i have to take a no fly oh dude but well 
that that sucks. There's you know not a whole lot of justification for a no fly. There's never any good reason for a no fly. But I'm gonna tell you guys my reasoning anyways. So last weekend I worked a little bit on Friday, and then as soon as I got off work, I took off and I was fishing and sleeping on a boat all weekend long. Didn't get home till Sunday at like three or four in the afternoon. So it was a lot of fun. We were like a, out like a big boat. No, twenty-four foot. Is there a bathroom in it? No, there's not a bathroom in it. We we each night we went and docked at like oh, Friday Harbor. Okay, yeah, so we'd we'd go out and fish all day, or you know we'd come in for lunch or go out for the morning, come in for lunch, go back out for the evening, and then we'd come in and dock for the evening. So uh, we weren't just like anchored out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Um. So every night we'd come yeah, in, I but was yeah, was hanging you over the edge, hanging it over the side. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Oh, pl- plenty of that plot, though. Plot, fizz, fizz. Oh yeah. <laughs> Someone's dropping an anchor, <laughs> and it's not the boats. So no, it it was a lot of fun. I hadn't been fishing uh, nearly as much Someone's as I would like to cable. this summer. <laughs> what? Hold on, I missed I didn't, it. I didn't, hear the, I didn't hear the Someone's joke. Someone's laying cable. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look. Uh, I couldn't resist. So, anyway. No, it, it was a good, it was a good weekend. Got did out on the water, anything? did some salmon thing. We did catch some, but not the species of salmon we are going for. Uh, so we caught some humpies or dog salmon, or they're called lots of different things. We were going for kings or springs, they're called in some some places. King salmon. Um, it, last weekend was like the Bellingham San Juan uh, salmon tournament out here, and so mm-hmm. we were with two boats. The other boat that we were with did get a twenty-two pounder. I'm a 22 pound king salmon, so that was good. It was just a little bit. It's a little bit of an odd year. I think the fish are a little bit late, uh, with the water temperatures being so warm and whatnot. And, uh, re- regardless, so it was still a great weekend to get out on the water and kind of leave everything behind and zone out for a while. So now, now hold on. How large was this boat again, Jesse? Uh, 24 foot. Okay, Dan, see if you can follow me on this one. All right. Tw- 24 foot boat, right? Right. How many people? Two, three, uh, four, but only three slept on the boat. Okay. Now, last time I checked, you owned a warp. I do. (laughs) Why did it not come with you on the boat? I didn't want to lose it. I didn't want to make a warp anchor. Oh, come on, though, man. I don't don't like that excuse. At at the dock at night. Pull the, pull the warp out. Here, hold this spotlight. Let me fly it off the edge of the dock. Well, no, dude. You could fly it while you got your uh, your line in the water. I mean, I oh, guess yeah. that's probably not all that great for, for attracting fish, but screw it. Eh. If you're not catching anything, especially the ones you want, what the hell, man? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, not sound like... No, yeah, what I'm, you could have done. I'm pointing out that there was opportunity. There there it may was, have been... It was just squandered. There There may have been opportunity, but not optimal opportunity okay that's fair it's not an optimal situation to fly helicopters so and then this this past week um you know i've actually been doing a little bit of just work on the truck here and there and i've i've really started looking for a camper um kind of just you know now that we got the truck like i mentioned it's kind of like a stepping stone process so the truck was the first key Next thing is going to be a camper, so then I'll have my my camping set up for going to all these fun flies. I'll have you know, a pretty comfortable place to sleep. I'll, I should be able to convince Kayla to keep coming. You know, 
So have a nice bed to sleep in and whatnot. And then the last thing will be a heli trailer. So check the truck off the list. Got that last week. So now I'm just slowly starting to save and kind of the same theory with the truck. Just start watching and, and wait for that. Wait for that good deal to come along. Um, now, do we know what kind of trailer we want? I mean, are we talking something like what Nick and Kim have? No, th- this will be like a, a slide in truck camper so that I can still tow either a boat, a heli trailer, um, a little utility trailer or, you know, anything like that. So, okay, it, it will be small. It'll be functional up to the point where, you know, maybe one kid. And then after that, it's going to be like, OK, we're not. Oh, look at this. That's pretty subtle. Oh, no, you, you know, you have to think ahead a little bit because really you're going, OK, do I want to spend this money for something that I'm only going to use for like a couple of years? Really? Like, you know, six months, six months. Six months. <laughs> That's what I no, heard. no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, not, not he's six trying months. to be optimistic, Dan. He really is. I gotta I'm, hand it to you, Jesse. I'm trying to push this out, but <laughs> no, I, I think, I think it would be workable for quite a while, and it just seems like the most practical solution because, you know, I hate to, I'm not really throw Nick under the bus, but one thing that he did not consider when building this whole heli trailer thing is the fact that where is his family gonna sleep? I mean, it's, it's great that, you know, you, you have your heli trailer and you got all your stuff with you, but now all of a sudden when your the, family wants the, to go to a fun the fly, family's going to sleep at your, home. Well, that's, pro, that, that's what he thought, but that has not been the case. And I know that, that, that Kent? that's not going to be the case for my family. I mean, I foresee fun flies being a, you know, kind of a family outing. Uh-huh. So... I'm trying to think ahead a little bit and go, okay, if I get the sliding camper, then I can easily still tow a boat when we go to non-heli related events or go fishing. And then I can still tow a heli trailer once I finally get one of those put together. So it seems, I don't know, at the time, it seems like a practical solution and like a really good fit for you know going to fun flies and making sure I still get all my stuff there, yet I still have comfortable place to stay. Hmm. Sweet. So yeah. the, the search is on that. That's my optimal fun fly setup. Now, besides from that, just I'm slowly starting to look and taking care of a couple minor things on the truck. I haven't not done pretty much anything with helicopters this last week. They are sitting there ready to go and then just slammed at work. And I've officially been bumped up to a 510 schedule at work for... I would almost think through September at this point. Um, so goodbye Fridays off for a while. Oh, that's which is going to suck. Yeah, which is going to suck. So I'm not looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, you know, is what it is. We're really busy. I'm not going to complain about the work because about two months back we were getting a little slow. So things did pick up, but yeah, now it's like overly busy. Work so. equals heli money and trailer money. It, it does, so I'm I'm not complaining. It's just like, why couldn't we be super busy when it's snowing outside? <laughs> <laughs> slow in the summer. Yeah, why couldn't we just be slow in the summer? I'll get it in my 40, and then be crazy busy when it's pouring down rain and snowing. But Are you going to be able to eh, get out at all this weekend? I'm hoping Sunday to get out this weekend. That's kind of my, I've, I've cleared Sunday. If the weather's good, which it looks like it should be phenomenal. Um, I'm hoping to get out Sunday. Tomorrow, I'm actually going crabbing all day. Nice. So with any luck, I will be eating some fresh crab for dinner tomorrow night. Huh. So, 
fun stuff. But yeah, that's that's all I've been up to. Not a not a whole lot of heli stuff. I'm looking forward to getting out this Sunday though. So the weather's looking great and it should be a good day. Thanks. There's no question that Power Lab and iCharger are the top of the food chain when it comes to chargers, and choosing which one is not an easy task. What is easy is choosing where to buy them when you're ready to pull the trigger. With their knowledgeable sales staff and industry-leading customer support, choosing Progressive RC for all your charging needs is the easiest decision you can make. www.progressiverc.com next what do you think dan you want to go or you want me to go i can go i didn't really do anything this week work my ass off wow we're continuing we're continuing downward (laughs) but i did do something kind of cool this week i gave in i gave in oh and i bought a truck nice yeah I, uh, so if you go back a few episodes, you'll remember when I got the small trailer for my car and I still think that the small trailer for my car for going to the field that's seven miles away is really Mm -hmm. ideal because it's just quick and easy, but going to, uh, the fun fly with no trailer, two of them now, I just was like, you know what? I can't do this. I cannot, I can't go to the fun fly and not have a place to get out of the sun, not have a place to put my shit, not have a, you know, I just, it just was too much. And I was like, I got to get this remedied. And I'd been talking about doing it. I'd been looking for a while. So, um, Monday rolls around and I just said, screw it. I'm going to take a couple hours. I'm going to drive around and found found a couple trucks was looking at a really inexpensive twelve hundred dollars nineteen ninety something uh or uh chevy three quarter ton mm-hmm oh that's a good truck <laughs> <laughs> and so i was i talked was talking to the guy and i was like well this is great because i won't you know i can just i won't have to make payments on this i can just buy it and be done with it might have to do something to it, fix it a little bit. That's fine. I can deal with that. And um, so I went, you know, eh, let me let me look around for a little bit. And I went to a dealer, which I try to not ever do when I'm buying a car, especially a used car dealer, right? Um, and I just saw this truck. Is wow, that's a that's a pretty sharp looking truck. It was a. Uh, 19, it was a 2003 Dodge three quarter ton with 56,000 miles. Right? Wow. And I was looking at it and I was like, I didn't particularly care for the color. It had a topper though, but I was like, wow, that's pretty low mileage. And the, the guy said, so Dodge is kind of what you think. I said, well, I'm not really thinking anything in particular. I'm just looking for a good deal. And he turned me around and he pointed a silver 2008 quarter, uh, one half ton Hemi. And it looked really nice, but I was like, I was pretty set on a, on a three quarter ton. 
says, now you got to give this one, you got to give it a shot. You got to, you got to drive it. So I test drove it and I pretty much decided I was going to get it, but I wanted to give it a couple days. So I gave it two more days to think about it, went ahead and did it. And wow, what a nice truck. Sweet. A little more than I wanted nice. to spend, but uh, a little finagling, got the price that I wanted out of it. And um, it's uh, the same color as my trailer, which depending upon how you look at it, could be a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, it's, it's silver, just like my trailer. And, um, I kind of made a deal with Nick, so I don't have a silver trailer anymore, <laughs> but it'll look good. So, so it was the same color. It was the same color as my trailer. My trailer is actually gone right now as we speak. I had to clean my trailer out. Clean. You did. You didn't leave all the garbage in there for didn't Nick. The, the vibe fifty. Well, and there's the, some. There's well, some, you did. There's some do stuff all the external. What's that? You did all the external seams with Shugu, right? On the trailer <laughs> to make sure it didn't leak. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be sitting there cussing me with his putty knife, trying to get the didn't, Shugu out. Didn't want it to leak. So, uh, dude, no. What I left... are you doing with your trailer then? What all I right. mean, what what's your new trailer? Well, first of all, let me back up just a little bit. Uh, so. I got the truck, and then I needed to take the trailer to Missoula for a buddy of mine to take to meet Nick tomorrow morning. And that's why Nick's gone. He's going. To, he's coming to pick up my trailer. So I, you know, half ton, I was thinking, eh, it'll get it there, but it won't get it there in style. Boy, was I wrong. Oh, my God. That, oh, yeah. That Hemi is just unbelievable. And But anyway, that, I was like, I was driving. I'm like, I don't know if I want to give my trailer up now. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, what, what's done is done. So, no, what's happening is um, we've mentioned it, but we haven't really gone into any detail about it. Uh, Nick and I are doing a trailer swap. So I'm trading him an 18-foot trailer for a 10-foot trailer. 10-foot mm. plus cash? Or... Yeah, you know, the details are between me and Nick, but, you know, there's there's a little bit of – there's it, it's a fair trade, let's put it that way. Okay. And, Sweet. Uh, nice. So he's going to, you know, he's going to do a little bit of everybody is, you know, a lot of us in the Northwest and that have come to our fun flies or maybe saw it at Urcha, you've seen, you've seen this trailer. He's going to do a little bit of modifying to it to allow room for my scooter and um, hang my helis. And Well, he's going to make it so I can hang helis and have my scooter in there at the same time without fear of uh, anything falling or breaking or smashing into anything. Uh, we know the scooter fits because we took it all the way to Urcha in it. So, uh, kind of looking yep. forward to having a smaller trailer, to be honest with you. And uh, Nick's got some big plans. Won't talk about those, but uh, it's going to be a while probably because he's got some pretty big plans for this trailer. And uh, it's going to be kind of kind of fun, I think, for all of us when it's all said and done. So, I agree. I got a, a little bit of a story to tell. Tuesday night, was it Tuesday night when we had our production meeting? Yeah. Huh. No, it wasn't. It was Wednesday night, wasn't it? No. no anyway, whatever night it was, um, we were talking about the truck because Jesse just got his truck and I just got this one. And then Nick <laughs> was, somebody had brought up horsepower. You guys remember this? 
This is oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, Somebody yeah. brought up horsepower. Nick's like, well, I got this. You know, and he was like pulling up his pants and, you know, doing the cock walk mm-hmm. and everything. Right. And uh, so they start looking up horsepower and stuff. And I'm just happy to report. And I'm sure Nick's going to love this. The Hemi comes in at uh, 395 horsepower. His came in at like 383. Yep. Did. Yeah. He wins. You beat, and you he, beat him in torque, too. I did. And you know what was funny about that is, do you guys, how confident he sounded when everybody <laughs> went to go, when we were like, let's go look this stuff up. He's like, he's like, oh, I got this. I got this. Yep. <laughs> anyway, that's kind of funny. He did. So yeah, that's kind of a fun story. Now it's a nice truck. I'm looking forward to uh, this. Is a it, it changes my thoughts on Snohomish because, to be honest with you, one of the reasons I was not considering Snohomish was just because of the circumstance in which I would have to travel to Snohomish uh, with mm, that small yeah, trailer. Yeah, the commuter yeah, car all the way to Snohomish would not be. Yeah. I mean, I know you did that last time, not not last year, but two years ago. But that. That yeah. would suck, dude. So, yeah, I'll be able to bring a trailer, and I'm actually, the plan is, what I'm going to do is go to Nick's, um, well, we just talked about this tonight, so it's not for sure, but probably end up going to Nick's like a day or so before Snohomish, and then he and I will drive down to Snohomish. He'll be pulling his new trailer, and I'll be pulling my new trailer. So That'll be great. Yeah. Be a lot of fun. It's coming up ha- quick, man. It is coming Six, up quick. Six, seven weeks. As far as heli goes, probably had lots of opportunity. Just didn't capitalize on it. I've just been so incredibly busy that I just haven't. I'm even working tomorrow. Ugh. I know, right? And um, I do got a fun story for you guys. Well, it's not really just a fun fact, maybe. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen a multirotor fall out of the sky from about, I don't know, 80 feet? Oh, 16-pound multirotor? I like the no. story. Let's hear it. <laughs> I haven't. Give us the details. All man. right. So, uh, you know, we don't really talk about what I've been doing at work much, but I will tell you that we were paying attention to the forest, or the forest, the forecast. <laughs> and we saw that this particular day, which was yesterday, they were predicting 35 plus mile an hour winds. And we were like, oh, this is this is awesome. We're going to be able to throw some prototypes up into the wind and see how things go, right? We're going to get some high wind, at, you know, up to, you know, 35, 40, 45 mile an hour gusts. See what it see what it does. Yep. All morning long the wind was blowing. We were getting all kinds of flights in, some manual, some autonomous and um we did like four or five autonomous flights with no issues. Decided to put a $1,200 gimbal and a $700 camera underneath it. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, send it on its way to get some some just pretty basic, you know, pastures. You know, nothing fancy footage. Um, and uh, it gets, I don't know... It was climbing to about 200 feet, and it probably made it three or 400 yards away. <laughs> so it was ascending up to 200 feet. So it was somewhere between, we don't know exactly, somewhere around 80. And it it uh, was fighting the wind, and it just went into a very catastrophic roll. 
Oh, dude, what the hell happened? It literally cascaded straight to the ground, broke the camera, bent the whole body of the camera. Oh, wow. What was, was this like a, like a DSLR or something? It was a Sony of some, I don't, I'm not a camera guy. I just know that that's what they had. And it was a Sony, some kind of Sony camera. Yeah. And, uh, I do know that it landed on the lens and the, and the body just kind of bent around it. And yeah, it pretty, was pretty devastating. It was a pretty bad crash. Yeah. So. Got a little work to do yet to, uh, to be able to handle the wind. huh? Yeah. I, you know, I, I can't really tell you what, I mean, I know what happened, but I can't really get, talk to you about it because it's kind of relative to the patent stuff that we're working on. Sure. Yeah. But needless to say, it's kind of a, it was a, it, it was a, a pretty big setback. And it was, it's kind of a back to the drawing board for this particular component that we were struggling with. Oh crap. That sucks. Yeah, it was, it's, it's not the first failure uh, that we've experienced. So with this particular and varying variations of this Mm -hmm. particular component. So it's time to, to throw it all in and, and reconsider it and, and, uh, start over with that particular component after four or five failures. So, <laughs> so we're going to go down that road. We got a couple other ideas. We're gonna go. But anyway, it's pretty impressive when a big 16 pound Malta rotor just falls right out of the sky. Oh, I bet it was spectacular. I mean, yeah. did anything survive? Uh, was actually anything usable afterwards, two, two arms, two props and the nothing was broke on the frame. Really? Yeah. The gimbal actually is repairable. The only thing that, well, I, I need to replace a couple carbon pieces. I don't mm-hmm. know if the gimbal internals are still working uh, properly, but uh, just one or two pieces of carbon broke on the gimbal, and that's easy to fix. And then, of course, the camera, dead. Completely dead. So dead, in fact, that it didn't even finish the recording, so we couldn't even see the video. You know? Oh man! So we well, the hey, SD card out. At, at least the multi-rotor design is robust. Very robust. Nothing. <laughs> it didn't break anything off of the frame. Wow! Nothing broke that's off. impressive. Well, that's good. The components attached to the frame broke all to hell. Some of them, but yeah. no bolts ripped out. Nothing ripped out of the frame. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Very cool. So as far as helis go, though, I, I'm really starting to feel a little subconscious about this. But here's, here's check this out. My nitro fits perfectly on the floor in the backseat of my new truck. Nice. Yeah. So. Yes. So you flew it, right? I didn't fly it. Oh. But Sean is just rolling in his, he's rolling his eyes right now. Sean Apple, he's just, he's like, are you telling me? After spending all that time on that helicopter, you still haven't flown it? That's what he's doing right now. He's cussing at me. I haven't flown it. I've just been too busy. But I, I'm i optimistic. I'm going to get some flying in. I don't. I, it's not going to happen this weekend, though. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Then when is it going to happen? Dude, here's, the, here's the deal. I'm So I'm going to be up till we're done here, right? Yep. I'm going to yep. 
get up at seven o'clock and I'm going to go into work. I'm going to be there probably till six or seven. I'm going to come home and I'm going to go to bed. And then Sunday, I'm just going to lay in bed until I feel like getting up. And if that's at three o'clock in the afternoon, then that's at three o'clock in the afternoon. I need I some sleep. You. Sometimes you just got to relax. Yeah. I mean, it just sucks because we're in the middle of the season, right? I, know, I was thinking about that today. It's here. It's full on. I know. I know. And, and I was thinking about that. people are not getting stick time. I just need to quit my job, I guess. <laughs> there you go. The solution is simple. I just, I'll just quit my job and start flying again like I used to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Nah, I, I just, you know, you got to strike while Aaron's hot, and that's what we're doing, and there'll be time to play later, hopefully. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it is what it It'll is. It'll ease up right about when you get into the smoke season. Ex- yeah. Speaking of smoke season, it's starting to... You're already starting to wind up? Here's the deal. It's always another state that starts it. This time, it's Idaho. In fact, right up where Silverwood Park is, there's a yeah. huge-ass fire right now. And all their smoke's coming right down to us. So, no big fires in Montana yet that I've heard of, but I'm sure there's some out there. So that wraps up my week. A lot of other shit, not a lot of heli shit, but, you know, I guess that's the way it goes this week. What do you got, Justin? I, uh, I'm going to break the mold here. I got some flying in. What is this flying oh. you speak of? Yeah. How does that work? What is that called again? Flying. I don't. Yeah, I flew last weekend and today. Today, of course, being my day off, Friday. Uh, But last weekend, I got out on Sunday. Now, you know, previous episode, we had talked about my mishap, we we could call it, with the Diablo speed. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, the last week, I've basically been waiting for parts. Uh, A portion of them came directly from Minicopter in Germany. And then the remainder from uh, Chuck and Danielle at Peak Aircraft, which is over in South Carolina. And so I ended up getting all the parts in uh, this week and uh, found out that I missed one. One part. Uh, (laughs) One freaking part. It's going to take forever to get that one part, isn't it? No. Actually, I'm telling you, I mean, I mentioned this before and I'm going to mention it again. Holy crap. Chuck at peak, you are the freaking man. I sent him a text and said, damn it, I forgot this. And he's like, all right, it's all, he, he texts me back like an hour later. It's already in the mail. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So I should have that part. Did you text by... him back and say, sucker. <laughs> 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 Didn't need it. I should have that. Uh, hopefully within a couple of days of this show airing. And uh, the Diablo Speed will be up and running by. So I'd you say should have mid-week. it by today, then. A couple of days for the show airing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, Did I say before? I thought you said a couple of days before. I'm getting hung up on the semantics. Keep, keep going. Yeah, I'm going to keep You're going. Doing, <laughs> You're doing good. So you know the the Diablo Speed unfortunately didn't get to get any flying in this week, but I did fly the TDR. Still got to keep up with the the speed training. And so last Sunday I went out just with the TDR and got a couple of good flights in. And you know what? 
luck struck again, gentlemen. I was forced to do another oh, auto. Man. What? Yeah. This time, I blew up a main gear. Second, oh. second main gear on this TDR that I have blown up. Uh, it's a, it's a bit aggravating because if you guys remember the first time, well, Jesse, you won't remember, but Dan will. The first time it happened was back at Othello. If you recall, Dan, Yeah, I was flying with Kenny McDonald at that time. I had been running it at 15 degrees of pitch and about 2,400 to 2,450. Okay. So, you know, put a little torque to it, stripped the main gear, literally ripped all of the teeth off and they were sitting in the front of the canopy. Um, now, I after that, I had talked to some of the Henselet team pilots, and they said, yeah, well, the plastic gear can't really handle much above 23-ish hundred. So I said, okay, screw it. Get another plastic gear. Uh, we'll go 2,315 degrees and just do what we can do. I had looked into, can I, you know, custom make some metal ones? But the people who I were ta- I was talking to wanted, you know, 150 bucks per gear and a minimum of 10. So, yeah, <laughs> does doesn't uh, doesn't pan out. We'll get 10 of your buddies and go buy 10 of them. Well, yeah, there may be a few people out there, but I decided I was just going to stick with the plastic for now. So anyway, I installed this one and I I had been flying it. No problem. Um. I went up for, this was like the third or so flight of the day last Sunday, and I'm getting much more aggressive with the reverse half Cuban eights. I mean, they whip around now and we're, we're at full pitch before we come anywhere close to leveling out. So there's a lot of power coming through that loop. And, uh, I was, I was just beginning a a reverse half Cuban eight on my left hand side. And I heard the characteristic and then the head started kind of mm. slowing down. I can see blades and I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's another one of these. So, you know, no big deal. I ended up autoing it down perfectly fine. And sure enough, pulled the canopy off and all 60 some odd teeth <laughs> were sitting right in the nose. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it's crazy. It looked, it, it, it's almost as if, uh, someone took a knife and just shaved off all of the teeth perfectly around. There's not a single tooth left wow. intact. That's impressive. It's, it's not like a yeah. It's not a gear mesh stripping. You know how like when you strip a gear when you've got uh, it's too tight because every gear has a little bit of run out. So you tear out like uh, I don't know, you know, a dozen or so teeth on mm-hmm. one side, <laughs> and that's it. This is because it's a Delrin gear, and because of the staging on the gear ratios, it just cannot handle the torque on the main shaft. And <laughs> so when it goes, it goes big. So, uh, and I knew immediately what it was when it happened. Uh, no big deal. Uh, I, I promptly placed the heli down on the table, unplugged it, and then logged on to henselet.com and ordered three main gears. So hopefully nice. they will be back. Uh, they will be um, on my doorstep before Urcha. Uh, I did have a spare already. Went and installed that. Got it all. I'm, I'm trying a different grease this time. I'm, I'm thinking that perhaps the lubrication could have been part of the problem. 
But anyway, that was sort of a pain in the butt. And in, you know, in doing so and replacing that gear, I also installed uh, the frame stiffeners, which are sort of just two very thick carbon fiber plates on either side of the airframe, like next to the motor mount. The point being to, to try to prevent or minimize frame twist under high loads. And, you know, that could have been it too. You get get up at that high power. If the frame twists a little bit, the mesh changes and goodbye gears. It's gone. Yeah. Fast. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I uh, got it all replaced. Got out today, got a number of really good flights in with the TDR. It's uh, it's starting to feel good. I mean, I, I still don't think I'm anywhere near being prepared for the Speed Cup, but I'm not sure I'll ever get to the point where I feel prepared. Uh, so uh, it, it was a fun day, though. Uh, hung out with some friends, uh, got some speed practice in. No 3D. In fact, I have not touched a 3D heli in easily a month now. The Goblin 380. Ah. Yeah, the Goblin 380 is still in pieces. Haven't even placed the parts order. Ah. 770s hanging on the wall. It's it's all about the competition right now, boys. What? The 770? No. No, no. After Urcha, I got to get back to 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 doing some 3D mixing it in. Oh yeah. Whatever. But right now I got to I got to stay focused, man. Why, you want a 770 all of a sudden, Dan? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, and Am I so, confusing you? Uh, you're, you're always confusing me, <laughs> but I'm okay with it. I'm going to move on. All righty. Uh, <laughs> so the other thing I did this week was uh, start to really take a serious look at how I'm going to pack everything up. You know, got the Didn't double uh, golf been- bag case, as I've mentioned. Yeah, you've been like planning this for like three weeks now. Well, I've been playing around with a couple of different things, but I finally went out and bought uh, the, you know, like the egg crate foam that you put on top of a bed, like a mattress topper. I bought two twin bed size chunks of that, mm-hmm. and I've been cutting those and messing around, seeing exactly what I can what I can do. I'm trying to put some compartments in there where I can actually maybe even like bolt down the charger. Um, and, uh, a couple of the boxes with tools and other miscellaneous things in there so that I know it's not going to be bouncing around while they're throwing my luggage Uh, all over the place. And they will be throwing it. Oh, they will. Oh, yes. Now the, the other thing that, uh, thank you, Kyle, Kyle Stacy sent me a, a text a couple of days back and, uh, had a lot of really good advice on how to travel. But the one thing that really uh, struck big with me was a strap, like a luggage strap. I was not even thinking about that. You guys know what I mean by that? Mm-mm. Like a big nylon uh, with, with like a seatbelt type clip that you wrap around the case and then you clip it. And so if they, for example, they toss it really hard, and, uh, you know, the actual locking mechanisms on the thing pop open, then your uh, shit flies all over the place. What about locks? Do they have locks? Well, they, it does have locks on it. Yeah. But I like the strap idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that works. So I think I'm going to get a strap or two and see how I can get that worked in. 
Uh, let's see. What else did we do here? Uh, well, you know what? Uh, this is, I, I got a question for you guys. As I was pulling the TDR apart to replace the main gear, you know, always doing the maintenance checks, especially on the speed heli. And, uh, I found a couple of bearings that, eh, they, I could take them or leave them. They weren't, uh, they weren't silky smooth, but they weren't gritty and chunky. Uh, and I decided to replace them, but it got me wondering, um, and, and it could even be a tech tip eventually, but what are your guys position on bearings? Like, do you replace them regularly before they ever get bad? Or do you only replace a bearing when it's literally falling out of its race? I got a hard, fast rule. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't worry about it till I crash. Oh, serious. <laughs> no, crash no, more I'm, often. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Crash more. <laughs> Uh, well, here's, here's what I do because I don't like to think about it. Uh, if when I'm have access to a bearing, if I can't grab it, put my finger in the inner race. And if I have to think, Hmm, I replace it. If I have to, if I have to go, "Hmm, I wonder, or if I have to turn it more than once or twice to, because you'll convince yourself that you're feeling shit, right? So yeah, that's a good point. I'll yeah. just yeah. spin it a few I'll times. I'll spin it, and and it's like, it's either a yes or a no, just like that. And there are no exceptions uh, to that. It doesn't make a difference what that bearing is used for. Uh, the only exception is is if I want to go flying tomorrow and I can't get a bearing in because I don't have one. But if there's time to spare, mm-hmm. then there's no exception to that. I mean, because gotcha. I'll, I mean. Shit, I've, dude, I've taken bearings out of, like, they're just horrible. Main shaft bearings, it's just like, I can't believe that thing flew. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but no, I mean, typically, typically I don't, I, I just change it, change it out. I used to keep a lot of bearing spares around. I, I've since changed from a line. I don't have so many aligns, but I do, by the way, have a ton of aligned bearings. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, and, and, you know, what, what I found and I, I do the same as you, Dan, is you can stockpile up on common sizes and yeah. it'll fit multiple helis in yeah. multiple yep. places. Yep. And so I actually have Especially begun to stockpile bearings. bearings. Yep. I, at one point in time I went through when I, when I had the, uh, the, the warp, the six HV and the seven HV, they actually have quite a few bearings in common and I would just like stock up on those specific bearings that you know everything had in common just so i'd have tons of them on hand so let me ask you let me ask you this you talked about stocking up on bearings do you what do you go to the hobby store and get them or do you get the bearing numbers and go to a bearing store and get them i go to i use rc bearings yeah yep i I mean yeah I, it's not that I, I wouldn't get them locally if I had a shop that had like a good selection. I just, I don't have anything like that that I'm aware of around here locally. And so I, and I've used RC bearings ever since my first OS 50 bearing replacement, rear bearing replacement. Uh, yep. And they've always got a good selection. So I figure why not? And what I do, I mean, I, I do the same rule as I do with heli spares, Dan. If I need to go there and only get like two or three bearings for say, you know, like the, the main shaft bearing blocks, 
I'll go and throw a handful of additional bearings into the shopping cart just so that I've got some spares. You know, like the flanged bearings that you use on the tail shaft and yep. some of the the real popular ones, the uh, the eight by 16 by fives, which are the radials for a lot of head grips, yep. uh, some thrust bearings, that sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I pretty much have the same same sort of rule. If it's starting, if I'm starting to feel anything at all, it gets replaced. And then on the other hand, there's some bearings like you mentioned, you know, for your nitro motors. Those ones I just replace every season, whether it feels great or not. It's like, you know, new, a new bearing is getting yeah, thrown in there. Point. More of a peace of mind sort Which of Which ones you know, do you do that with, Jesse? Motor bearings. Motor bearings. Ah, okay. For, for yeah, nitro yeah, yeah. motors. It's like whether it feels good or not, it's get you know, it's getting a new bearing. It's cheap, it's peace of mind. Um, the one exception that I have where if it feels a little bit notchy, might not replace it right off the bat is the grip bearings in, in the head. Um, those okay. ones I ha- I have let go for a little bit longer than I probably should have. Um, with no, you, know, you, you pull out, you know, you pull out on the head and twists, and it it feels fine. But yet, if it's sitting there, you might feel just a touch or just a little bit. But I, I have let those go a little little longer than I should. Not a high RPM application. Um, I guess in the sense of spinning one direction, they they can be fairly high RPMs from what I've. Actually, read some interesting threads on that for how fast those bearings actually are moving. But so that that one I have let slide. But pretty much anywhere else on the heli, if it just like Dan said, if it feels bad, it's getting pulled out. Yeah, it sounds like we're all pretty aligned. I I do um I do exactly what you were alluding to, Dan. Where I'll stick my finger in there and twist it around, and I'll say yeah. I'm not sure. And then I'll try it again. And then, and now, and I, I've already felt something right, but I don't want to admit to it yet. So what do I do? I go and grab the main shaft and I stick it there and spin it and check. And then I can, I can like hear it sounding chunky. Then I get rid of it. I don't know why, but I, I, I'm not a huge fan of having to pull all the bearing blocks apart to replace bearings, but I'm getting over it. And I replaced some bearings when I did this change out. Yeah. I mean, I don't go looking for bad bearings. It's oh, just no, if no, I happen to be I. taking something apart that has a bearing in it. Yep. Yeah. Or if you hear, you know, if you or hear if something yeah, flight you something. and you're like, okay, now I got to find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Is that all you, Justin? That's, Is that all you that's, got? Uh, that's about all I got. Yeah, we're a boring trio this week. Do you wish there was a fly barless system that could make you throw down like a pro? Well, now there is. The Spartan Vortex Fly Barless System is offering some of the most advanced features seen on the market today, making sure that you'll be flying like a pro in no time. So what are you waiting for? Go and get your Vortex Fly Barless System today. Results may vary based on pitch, response time, age, head speed, brand of heli, time of the year, crash budget, number of friends cheering you on, size of helicopter, temperature, wind, servos, weight of heli, willingness to take risks. Contact your favorite hobby shop about getting your Spartan fly barless system today. For more information, check out www.bkdesignsllc.com. Any news? Yeah. Well, got, got some news. This maybe. week's news is brought to you by Justin. 
Go. What do you got, Justin? <laughs> well, so first, uh, unfortunately, by the time this airs, everything will be done, but we might be able to talk about winners next time. The Air RC Heli Competition uh, 2015 is happening this weekend, the 17th through the 19th. Uh, this is over in the UK. Um, and, uh, they have, so they have sport advanced and pro class. So it's a, it's a lot of different options there for competitors. And I, I'm actually gonna, I'm going to read off some of the pilots here because I think you will recognize some of these names. Um, this is one of those competitions where you can get in, get in on it at a, a variety of different skill levels. And so let's see, uh, Ty Page, mm-hmm. Russell Cleaver, mm-hmm. Rachel Plant. Yep. Yeah. Um, three for three so far. Three for three. Charlie Hands. Yes. We talked about him recently. Yeah. Tony Street, Rodney mm. Key, Peter Folks, oh, Paul yeah. Williams. Yeah. So, yeah, there are a lot of people that I personally know on Facebook and online that are competing in this. Yeah. And it's really cool to see that uh, that the competition is supportive of all levels of pilots. And that's not to say that these guys aren't. These are all fantastic pilots. Uh, but, man, we got to have something like that over well, you here. Know, that's we really where do. The UK gets it right in that aspect. They've been doing that a long time. Yeah. I mean, they're yep. all about, and it's friendly competition. I'm sure they're, you know, I mean, we call it friendly competition and maybe some people describe it as friendly competition. Competition sometimes isn't friendly, but the simple matter of the fact is that they, they f- focus on that and it's for everybody. It's not just for the top guys to come and throw down. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they do, you know, music routines. Yep. They've got a night fly also. I mean, it's a fun fly as well. Dude, it's everything's better. Everything's better. Uh, everything's yep. better in Europe. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> 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 when, when are we bringing the show on the road, Dan? I don't know. We're on the should, boat, I guess. We need, to, we, know, we need to go across the pond. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Jump the pond. See if you can make that happen, money guy. All right. I'll, I'll look into that. <laughs> <laughs> He's on it. Okay, let's see what else we have. Uh I'm a, I'm actually going to cheat a little bit here and use some of the news that our listeners have graciously given us on uh one of our heli freak threads. <laughs> uh so I think a number of listeners have banded together and are so sick and tired of us whining about no news. That they're going and finding news for us. <laughs> I love it. It worked. Which and we so thank there is you a for. now there is a news thread, and and it's a pretty active thread. Uh, so first one on the list is that Skookum just announced the SK GPS two, uh, and this is a new GPS unit, and it's a laser altimeter. Um, they are not. They haven't announced the price yet, but it combines altitude and position hold gives a flight floor and ceiling it works both single hmm. rotor and multi-rotor helis even inverted uh it pairs it's meant to pair up with the sk720 um and they claim that it is good for absolute beginners all the way to 3d pilots uh as well as commercial aerial photographers and videographers hmm. wow 
So, uh, bailout. It's a skookum. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, man. I, I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> now, Dan, you're going to roast it, right? I'm not going to roast it, but I just, uh, you know, I like poking fun where you're fun gonna needs get to be one. poked fun of. Well, okay. Before you poke fun, check this out. Ready? Mm-hmm. Position hold. Altitude hold. Rescue now. I Now, I don't know what that means, rescue now. Maybe it means, like, really fast. Rescue hard floor which is an auto rescue if it goes below a set altitude rescue soft floor a rescue to prevent it from going below a set altitude lock grid uh, which is control position on a grid i suppose pre-programmed grid kind of like what you guys do with the multis Uh, locked radial so you can circle around away or towards a point uh locked point same as locked radio but nose always points in and then return to home with up to two home positions and waypoints that sounds like a pretty sophisticated system wow, that sounds pretty two cool home positions and two waypoints two it it says two home positions and waypoints but they don't tell you how many waypoints uh let's see Nope, it just says waypoints can be set. Hmm. It does not say. Is there a threshold number of waypoints that would convince you? Uh, <laughs> unlimited. Okay. Well, Skookum, you heard it. Unlimited. You heard it here. It's not going to happen, though. You'll get one, though, if they're un- if it's no, unlimited? I won't. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty uh, happy with the controller that we used. Even though it does fall out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and destroy thousands of dollars of uh of that wasn't the photography equipment. That wasn't the controller's fault. Oh well. Okay, so next one is uh the Takumi. So we talked about this a little while back and actually recently, I think just in the last couple of days, uh, the Takumi guy, I don't, I can't remember what his name is, but Mr. Takumi has posted a bunch of new pictures, uh, of this heli. And it's actually, now it's not just a concept. No, uh, this is the real thing. And he has a picture on Facebook. It's a www.facebook.com slash Yuri.catom, which is there. That's the guy's name. Uh, and he's got a number of photos of some of the CNC molds that he used to do all the carbon fiber work. I got to tell you, it's impressive stuff. Yes. I mean, Dan, you can look at those molds and appreciate the work yes. that went into that. Yes, you can. I mean, it is beautiful. I mean, I looked at those molds and I'm like, now, how did he get that cut? <laughs> yeah, I I I have to I have to hand make my molds, so I'm super jealous. <laughs> but you know, this is a it's a pretty neat looking heli. It's got some crazy innovations. Uh, I mean, in terms of the fuselage, it's carbon fiber. It looks like a speed heli. Uh, nothing too crazy there. It does have a closed out tail, which is kind of neat. But did you guys see the drivetrain on this thing? Yeah, those big ass, like uh, two thick, two inch thick <laughs> main gears. 
It's staged, uh, right? It's a yeah, stage. that that too. But on this, the motor is sideways. So, like the the motor shaft is parallel to the boom. It's not sitting up uh, and down. Yeah, and it looks like it goes into some sort of a sealed gearbox. How can that be a speed heli? Because that's got to be wide. Yeah, I I have some questions about that. There are aspects of it that maybe would it's make not a wonder. speed heli. He just likes that look, and maybe that's possible three... too. That yeah. that's great. I'd be all for it. Anyway, check that out. Uh, whether or not it ever comes to market, he did get in touch with us. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he let us know that. He let us know that we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very polite. Just absolutely. Just, just kind of po- poking a little fun. No, it was a. Uh, it was nice to hear from him. He, he he seemed excited that we were talking about it. So. Uh, oh, I think it's it's great. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's... we need this kind of innovation. Whether or not it ever comes to market as like a full-on production heli, uh, it doesn't make a difference because the, the talent this guy's got is just amazing. Even if he did one-offs or a limited run, I guarantee you people would buy one. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, last bit of news. We'll call this one the news of the week. Better be good. Blade has come out with yet another small heli. I'm hanging up on you. (laughs) That was it, huh? So this time it's called the Blade 230S Collective Pitch Aerobatic Heli. They're calling this an intermediate collective pitch heli. It's got the safe technology uh, with panic recovery. Uh, safe standing for sensor assisted flight envelope. Uh, so it basically allows you to fly comfortably because it has its own bailout. Um, it will recover to a level altitude kind of just like, or level attitude rather, just like any of the, the other bailouts that are out there. Uh, it has a stability mode, which is obviously meant for beginners and that is uh, self-leveling. Uh, and it limits your bank angle, so you can't go too far. And then you can go into agility mode when you're ready to fly a little bit more aggressively. Uh, and then you can go into 3D mode, and that's the full-on, you know, max. Well, I don't know max, but higher rates, <laughs> higher agility version. And then it also has the panic recovery. Comes with its own fly barless system. What is panic recovery? How does that different from auto level? What is it? Does it come back home? Does it, what does it do? Oh no, no. It's, it's no different than a bailout, like an icon or a V control or a Bavarian demon. So you flip the switch, it, it levels itself to, you know, upright hover. Okay. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah. We, we say we say that's it, but like two years ago, <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. I hear you. Pretty what, revolutionary. A two thirty a two thirty size helicopter with an auto level. It doesn't. Yeah, the thing the thing I'm really curious about is, you know, we we see them just slowly getting larger, right? So the one eighty now the two thirty, the price slowly increasing. I'm wondering how many people are jumping on this boat and actually 
progressing, you know, and kind of moving up through these helicopters. And I wonder if Blade's going to kind of lead them back up into, I don't know, five, 450, 500. I guess, it, you know, they have their new 450 or stretch 450 class, but are they just trying to walk people up gradually? I'm, I'm just it's a great you know, business that's a model, confused. isn't it? That's a good question, Jesse. I'm just confused why this, you know, they're all so similar in size. Are people really just making this slow step in progression to just work their way up to the larger helis? Or like 35 grand? Is one replacing the other? 35 grand in helicopters before you get to a 700? Yeah. (laughs) Now I can fly 700. Well, I'll tell you, um, this one, it's an interesting class because it runs two thirty-five millimeter blades, which, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, is pretty damn close, if not exactly the same as the uh, the Oxy-3, the Lynx heli that they have. Yep. So it, it actually is likely to compete with that that particular heli, especially given what it comes with here. I mean... It comes fully ready to go, brushless uh, motor, metal gear servos, and it you can actually get a ready-to-fly version with mm-hmm. the new DXE transmitter. So it's a six-channel. It's not like one of the crappy ones that you get with, say, like a, I don't know, a Nano CPX or an MSR where it kind of looks like a PlayStation controller. Uh, right. This one looks like a full-on transmitter. Yeah, pretty freaking nice. What's the price and tag on it? Two ninety nine, dude. With the controller, with the controller, yeah, with, with a charger, wow. with a battery. It runs. Uh, let's see, what does it run? Three S eight hundred milliamp lipos. And what size are the main blades? Two hundred and thirty five millimeters. Hmm. No assembly required. And if you want the bind and fly without the radio, it's two forty nine. I don't have a spectrum radio. <laughs> guess you're getting the radio then I guess so <laughs> so there you go it's that easy yeah. I, I'm with you Jesse I'm not sure uh, what they're up to but I would not be surprised if people buy the crap out of this one too yeah I agree. is that it for news that's all I got you guys got any compass news Jesse no compass news Justin not this week I don't really have any news, but I've got a a um, something really strange happened today, right? Just a kind of off the wall thing that happened. I told you guys that my cats are weird, right? Yep. So I came in from work, got in late right before we started recording, and I walk into the living room, and there's two. Um, massacred birds on the living room floor <laughs> with their heads off like laying there on the carpet wow okay so here's the <laughs> thing are busy isn't that that's i mean so you walk in you see that and you're like what the right but that and you think you'd get really angry right i mean that seems reasonable sure but my actually my thought was Holy shit, my cat caught two birds. <laughs> oh, I I don't I don't think that's something to get angry about. The cat that my parents have will catch moles. Oh, my that's that's bad. My cats they haven't done it this year yet, but they bring in snakes. Ooh. 
But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Just thought I'd share that little tidbit with you. But but Jesse massacred like feathers everywhere, like bird heads laying on the carpet, <laughs> separated <laughs> separated from their prove, bodies. They're trying to prove a point. They're like telling me like you better not buy that kind of cat food you bought last time ever again, dude. <laughs> this is this is an offer you uh. can't refuse. <laughs> so anyway, back to the uh, helicopter thing. Right, that's what we're here for. We uh. We've been noticing that a lot of guys have been saying, hey, what about getting some just, I mean, we've seen a few guys mention it. Get some regular guys, you know, just uh, not really affiliated with anybody, just kind of hanging out, regular guys, right? So I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but I know I mentioned to these guys that I met a guy at um, um, Silver Hill, Hills Fun Fly, the theaters event that we went to, yep. right? Well, I went to. Hotter than hell. I met a guy from Canada. Was very impressed with his flying, and then a little bit of his story. And his name is Brian. And you know what? I just realized we recorded the interview earlier. We never asked Brian his last name. Yeah, I wanted to hear the pronunciation. Uh. I. Should we, so should we do what we do and butcher it? I I think we should. Yeah. Okay. Let me spell it for you. I don't know if you guys can still see it or not, but oh, it just went away. Oh, here it is. L-O-R-E-N-C-Z. I actually think that's pretty easy now that I think about it. Lawrence? Lawrence. 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 Is it Lawrence? Lawrence. I think it's just Lawrence, dude. Lawrence. What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. It's kind of strange Lawrence. that there's a Z at the end of him. We should ask him about that. That that's suspicious to me. Suspicious. <laughs> he's got to be up to something. No, 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 Dan, you missed it. It's it's Lorenze. <laughs> it's Lorenze. It, eh? I was out by the outhouse. Eh? That's my that's my Canadian accent. Thanks for uh, thanks for your support, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks for what was that me all feel about? Feel like an asshole. I was just trying to, you know, do the Canadian thing. That's all. Just trying to have a little fun, and you guys just you you missed pissed mine. all over me. Yeah, you, I got it, Joseph. Thank you. What'd you say? <laughs> what I miss? What did I miss? I You'll said hear it later. You'll get to listen What's to it later when that? you hear it. All a boot. All a boot. Yeah, I did miss that. You're right. But anyway, Brian came by, hung out. We chatted with him, eh, for a little bit. And uh, we're going to go ahead and play that for you. We'll be right back. Having a trailer full of new hellies isn't anything to complain about, but we're still talking about the same old dumb-thumbing, triple-sow-cowing, Charlie Chaplin Ottoan pilot behind the sticks. Now, I'm not exactly easy on my hellies, and when I need parts, I need them fast. This is where Lower Heli comes to the rescue. With a great variety of my personal favorite heli parts and batteries, no matter how bad the crash, I'm sure to be able to get right back in the air to do it all over again. Fly lower at www.lowerheli.com. You know, we've been seeing on the forums that people have been asking, don't you guys get some, like, uh, you know, regular Joes? Uh, so we decided to do that. We have somebody with us here tonight. 
Is his name Joe? No, no, no. Regular Joe couldn't make it. Brian is here. I am pronouncing that right, right, Brian? That's right? Yeah, that's right, Brian. I just want to make sure, because you're from Canada, and I wasn't sure if maybe there was some weird, like, I don't know, A in front of it or something, right? No, no. Like, the only thing that it could be is if, uh, like, the Quebec thing, but there's no French part of me at all. You don't have any French in you? None whatsoever. Do you want some? <laughs> no. Oh, Dan. Wow. You're not French, dude. <laughs> dude, my mom's maiden name is Salee. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what's going on, Brian? Uh-huh. What's up, Brian? Well, not too much. Just uh, thanks for having me on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege that I've been invited to come on and chat with you guys. Man, you read that script just as I wrote it. Thank you. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> you did a fantastic no, job. Yeah, seriously. I listen to the show every week, and uh, I love I love the show. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I'm, I don't, I'm glad, I don't, I'm I don't glad ever, to be your average Joe. I don't ever listen to the show, ever. Or average Brian. Yeah, <laughs> average I'm, Brian. I'm, a, I'm an average Brian. So I want to give What's you, Brian? I want to, Brian, I want to talk a little bit about uh, why I asked you to come on the show. Because, um, you know, you were at the Scorcher, a.k.a. Silver Hills Funfly. Yes. And I was there. And it was hot. It was really hot. Brian, give it to us straight. Was it as hot as Dan made it out to be? Man, it was hot. Coming from, like, here to down there is, like, I don't know. It's plus 41 in my what? degree Celsius. <laughs> what is that? And yeah, it was hot. It was brutally hot. I had to go over to the water park in the afternoons with my family to cool off. So yeah, yeah, it was a scorcher. Hold on. So Brian was at the fun fly and we got to watch him fly. And um, someone was telling me, I believe it was Sean Hempel was telling me that uh, Brian, you fly. You're from Canada, as we mentioned, and you you're kind of mm, secluded from other heli flyers. There's not a lot of flyers around you, correct? Yeah, where I am is uh, I'm I live in Hinton, and Hinton is about three hours away from Edmonton, which is the closest center where there are other guys that fly. So yeah, definitely, I'm really secluded here. I, I got to tell you, I was watching for you got some, uh, you got, you got quite a variety synergy, right? You got an N7. Thought I saw a Gowie in there. Nitro, of course. Yeah. Yeah. What, yes. the NX7. what else were you flying? Oh man, I got a whole bunch of helis, but <laughs> the ones I brought down there, I had my synergy N7, which is my favorite heli. Yes. And I had my Gowie NX7. And my Synergy E5. And I think I also brought my Forza 450. And that's it. That's it, huh? Yeah. That's a pretty diverse that's group. It is. It's a nice lineup. Two 700 Nitros from different brands. That's pretty sweet. You don't see yeah. that a lot anymore. Yeah, I love the Nitros. They're absolutely my favorite. So I've got a few of them. 
All right. So before I go, before I talk about your flying, which uh, was pretty, pretty good, by the way, but I want to kind of get, you know, I, I was, the story I was told is that I don't, and I didn't get this from you. It was kind of secondhand floating around because a lot of people were talking about how well you were flying. And in particular, the fact that you didn't, you know, being self-taught in a relative um, short amount of time, two years, right? Is what I heard. Yeah, uh, this is my third summer, so let's say let's say three years. Okay, so no guys really to to help you learn or anything like that. Learning from the forums, right? You're on the forums, still as typical as most guys learning out in the middle of nowhere do. Yeah, that's right. I learned by myself completely. Um, you know, I, I got into it probably the same as a lot of guys do. Had the like the Radio Shack heli. And decided that I wanted to get something a little bit better. So I made the trip into Edmonton and went to Great Hobbies. Walked up to the counter and told the guy that, hey, I want to get into like an RC helicopter. What can you set me up with? And this guy, I, I end, long story short, I ended up walking out of there with an Alliance 600 Nitro <laughs> as my first heli. So I was excited. I brought it back. Uh, it took me a couple of weeks to put it together. And my first flight lasted about eight seconds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just kind of, it's growing from there. Each, each flight was exponentially longer than the last. So, yeah. Your flying re reminds me a lot of, of Nick's. And I, I've talked about it a couple of times. Real smooth, very intentional and um fantastic i mean it was very very good so i want to talk about how i mean you know three summers that's that's not a lot of time to be i mean that proficient and what was your so you know you just mentioned that you had some struggles with the first one like most of us do but what helped you get over that persistence you know <laughs> um like I wanted to fly this thing. All I wanted to do was hover it. If I could have hovered it, I would have been happy. You know, it was just such a complex machine and trying to figure out how to build the machine and then get the software. It had the, I believe it was the, the Align 3GX oh, wireless system. Yeah. And I didn't find it very intuitive at all. <laughs> So, you know, like you said, I was on the forums trying to figure it out, trying to get this thing to fly. And then, like, I'd never even seen one fly before, so I didn't know what the engine should sound like. I didn't know how to measure the head speed or any of that stuff. So I was just, it was just trial and error. And it was pretty much just, you know, crash after crash after crash. And uh, I don't know, I just, I, w I really wanted to do it. So I just kept at it until I finally started to, you know, okay, I got this thing in a stable hover now. And, uh, you know, it, it just grows from there. I didn't even know that they could fly 3D or anything like that. I was, you know, just looking for something interesting and fun to do. You mentioned uh, you didn't know how to measure head speed. And this was something that kind of caught my attention, considering that I don't know that if anybody was there watching you fly, they would have realized uh, somebody maybe with a really... Good ear might have, but you don't use governors on your nitro. No, I don't. I was just flying a throttle curve. Yeah, old school, 
right there. Wow. Oh, now nice. that's impressive. That's, and so that's you're what, just flying like an old school V curve. Exactly. Brian? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I do, I have a multi gov that I, you know, I, I set up on the heli. Yeah. Yeah. But then I was having some troubles and I wasn't sure. I was trying to diagnose the problem. So I, I, I ended up taking that off of there and just flying it with um, just the V curve. And, you know, I think it flies great that way. Definitely you get overspeed issues and it speeds up and slows down and stuff. But I don't know. It, it seems to fly pretty good like that. And I got to tell you guys, this is why when I heard that, I was just very impressed. Because when you, when you watch Brian fly, you would have never guessed because he's, very, he's just that smooth on the click. And how, so I, it sounds governed, you're saying, does. Dan, because yes, that's well, the key. Like if it sounds monotone and it's not loading up like crazy, that's impressive. Yeah. I wonder if not flying with the governor has kind of led to the flying style that he has now, though. Like you, I mean, I feel like that would kind of force you to fly smooth because otherwise you're going to bog the thing. That's, big time, that's I would a good think. point. A good point. Jesse. You know, maybe it was a, yeah, maybe that was a reaction or, you know, an effect. Was it the, the smooth flying style? What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, it, it definitely might have helped attribute to it when when you're learning something and you you don't you can't watch anybody else do it. You can't ask anybody mm-hmm. else to try it, and you just kind of learn it and on your own. Yeah, I don't know. I think you have an advantage sometimes like that because um, you know you don't have any preconceived notions or somebody telling you how yes. you should do it or how it should be. You're just out there having fun doing whatever you want to do. Huh. And, uh, yep. You know, just I, I, I'm a mechanical minded person and stuff. So once I started to get it, I, I you know, you kind of figure it out as you go. And I don't know. I, I've always loved the nitros and I, I do have electric helis that I fly all the time as well. But um, for me, the nitros are where it's at. Tell me about the sim. How big of a role does it play? Uh, definitely played a big role when I was first starting. I, I simmed all the time. I, I had the simulator turned on. Um, I work from home. I'm self-employed. and I work on the computer. I'm a software developer. So it's pretty easy to have the sim running in the background. And for me, simming was done in like five the 10 minute bursts, you know, a dozen times a day, every now and then I, I got to sit down and practice on the sim for a half an hour or an hour. But, uh, yeah, I've always simmed. I even, even today I was simming. So what, I, what's your, I uh, what's your sim of choice? Which one do you use? I'm using real flight right now. Real flight. Uh, I guess it's the latest one, seven or 7.5. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What are you yeah. working on on the sim right now, Brian? Um, you know what? Like a lot of times I, I don't really work on anything specific. I just kind of like try to fly smooth. Um, I guess if I had to say I'm working on something right now, it would be pyro flips and trying to do it in both directions and switch it up, you know, while you're, while you're doing a pyro flip, right, switch it up and, Pyro flip left. So kind of working on that right now. Very nice. Reversals. Yeah, reversals. That's what it's called. 
you mentioned three hours away. Is that the nearest club? I mean, is there literally no heli flyers at all where you're from? I think at one time there were a couple of other guys in Hinton that flew helis or airplanes, but the club is long since gone. So yeah, like it's the closest guy that I know of, his name's Sean. I don't know Sean's last name. He lives about 45 minutes to an hour away from me. And I've never actually flown with him, um, you know, in Hinton or Edson where he lives. Um, but I did meet him in Edmonton and picked up some valuable information from him. So, yeah, no, there's nobody that flies here. As far as I know, I'm the only person that, that flies helis in this area. <laughs> At some point, did you, I mean, you, you know, YouTube and all, that, did that become a useful tool for you to do for you? Do you mean YouTube <laughs> in the sense like, uh, watching videos. Yeah, like watching stuff. some of the guys, you know, the top guys fly or just, you know, uh, standard everyday pilots that post videos. Did that did that help at all? Well, I'll be honest. No, I didn't. I haven't really watched a lot of videos. And here's why. Because where I am, I'm out in the country and I don't exactly have high-speed internet. So when I try to boot up any videos on YouTube, it's kind of the thing like blah, 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 blah. And it's too frustrating oh, to watch it. Oh, jeez. To like la launch the internet browser and then go get something to drink and come back yeah. in a couple minutes. Yeah, that kind of thing. And then, you know, you watch for five seconds and then go get another drink and come back again and watch for another five seconds. That's pretty so, cool. So, yeah, the videos are kind of out. But, however, I did purchase um a dvd bert Kramer put out smack who? talk it was who bert bert Kramer. am i saying that right bert hammerer <laughs> camera okay bert <laughs> hammerer uh, he put out the smack talk video yeah. and uh, in one of my orders where i was like ordering parts i got that dvd and i probably watched that two or three times and picked up tips from him and you know, the biggest tip that I took from him is just learn to fly the basics and just just concentrate on flying the basics. And, uh, you know, if you build that, you're building a good foundation for, you know, now you can do anything. So, I don't know. I guess I, I still feel like I'm working on the basics. Yeah. You're that's, that's a good thing, dude. But I, I think you're working on the basics forever. To be honest with you, at least, I mean, you can't forget them, right? You got to yeah. practice them every now and again. Yeah, yeah. But so like Dan, you're the only one that's seen Brian fly yeah. of the three of us. Yeah. I mean, I hear he's working on the basics, but it, it sounds like he's got a nice smooth oh, yeah. 3d routine. I mean, maybe he's not smacking it around or anything, but he's got, he's got moves, right? Yeah, and he's got a, I mean, one thing that I was impressed with, he's got a, uh, a tremendous ability to dig it out at the last second. And oh, just, that's a good skill to have. That's a good skill to have. You had a couple <laughs> close calls over there, as I recall. You gotta keep. You gotta keep fighting. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta keep. You gotta fighting. Keep. Oh, that makes that makes for it excellent isn't crashes over until it's yeah, in the ground, Brian. Don't quit driving until it's in the ground. Trust me, that <laughs> makes for some great crashes. We love oh, yeah. pilots that do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Justin. Seriously, though, I mean, um, I saw him fly, and you just typically, you know, you go to a fun fly, and there's a lot of good people flying. And yeah. you're, you're watching people fly and you're like, but then you hear some, 
someone talking, you're like, well, that guy's only been, or someone always says, especially for, you know, someone's been flying for a relative short amount of time. You'll be sitting there, night flying, you know, whatever's happening. And someone will lean over and go, I can't believe that guy's only been flying for two years. That's exactly what happened. I think it was George. I think it was George George that leaned over and said that to me the first night, or maybe it was more at some point. I think it was George, and um, I was like, "What?" And then, oh, dude, he's like a Ryan. And Evans. then you yeah. just go put your transmitter away. Yeah, and realize <laughs> I might as well give up and you know donate my chair my helis to charity or something. But no, it was. <laughs> um, you know, and then the next morning or one of the days, one of the days, my gosh, my brain scattered. I guess it was that Saturday afternoon. Uh, what really kind of caught my attention was when you came over and we were talking or you, you were talking with Sean about the governor stuff and, yeah. uh, oh, I remember what it was and I, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus very much, only partly. But you were talking about, as you remember, the tack. You remember that? Yeah, I remember talking with you about that. And this is, and it kind of goes to kind of that isolation being way up in Canada and kind of far away from everybody. And, and, you know, you, you hear, read, or you, so anyway, long story short, (laughs) remember guys, when James from, um, uh, the RC Today Show had that accident with his with that tack, right? Yep. It was that yep. same kind of tack, and oh, he was yeah. asking us. Brian was asking us how you use it safely. And <laughs> Sean and I looked at him and said, "You don't use it safely. You don't use it at all." And that that was that whole. It kind of brought that uh, kind of what I you know why I wanted to have you on the show, Brian, is because everybody is so caught up in, uh, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and not just focusing on the flying. I mean, that's what you've done. You, you don't, you're not, you weren't worried about having the latest, greatest governor. You, you probably knew about him, but you figured other people were flying him, but you just didn't care. You took your heli, made it work for you and just progressed to the point where a lot of these guys who are me, right. Who are ne- not nearly as good as you has been flying for quite a bit longer than you but focused on the latest and greatest. And it's really kind of a lesson to be learned. I thought. Well, you know, and again, just, just being isolated and you don't get to see other people or be influenced in any, any way. I I definitely think it's an advantage to just going out and having fun, which is what I wanted to do. So yeah, you definitely don't get caught up in the latest, greatest, um, I feel like I have a lot of things to learn about when it comes to that kind of stuff. And, you know, when we get together and we're talking about it, I, I definitely have an opportunity to learn a lot of things about you know, what I could do to be a better heli pilot. It's, uh, obviously you've taken, you know, your tools and you've just made it happen because my, my God, for someone who's been flying for three summers now, uh, you're, I mean, you're, you're really good. You're a really good smooth pilot. So. Well, thanks, Dan. Does he, does he equal Nick in smoothness? I, I, I think he, he almost, I mean, on the scale of Nick to Sean. 
Well, there's no right? question. I mean, I mean, he's well. I know, but that's the continuum, right? Well, on, on look, both ends. I, I think I got a better way to word it for you. He almost equals Nick in smoothness, but Nick is technically better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, just because Nick's been at it for quite a bit longer and really focused on that tech technical stuff. But as far as smoothness goes, I mean, in straight up ability, like I was like when, when Brian was flying at night, uh, at the, and I was, I was like, Oh, I'm going to see a big, big crash. I can feel it Be- because you know, he would fly out. Like it would go out of the lights and I'm like, Oh, it's gone. Oh shit. There it comes back. Wow. Look at that. Was that your first time flying under the lights, Brian? No, I had flown under the lights once before last summer, but only for, I think, two flights. So, you, you know, it kind of felt like my first time because, um, uh, you know, I brought all my big nitros and I was tossing them around in the dark. And I was definitely kind of like, I felt like I was way in over my head, but I wanted to try. I wanted to get out there. I wanted to toss it around. And yeah, Dan's right. It did actually go off into the darkness a couple of times. And I'm like, "Uh oh, but uh, I don't know. Little baby Jesus just like grabbed the stick and brought it back to the light for me. So (laughs) nice. I'll take luck. (laughs) So I got to ask, did you, uh, was it just coincidence that you and your family were at Silverwood? Or did that happen on purpose? No, that was on purpose for sure. I was looking for fun flies in the area um, that I could go to. And every year I go down to um, Coeur d'Alene. I take the kids to Silverwood because it's such a blast and the kids love it. So I happened to see that Dieter was putting on his fun fly and I planned the family vacation to go at that time so that I could go and uh, hang out. <laughs> well done. Yeah, yeah that is it, good planning. It was great. And I'll definitely be going back next year. The whole family had a great time. So yeah, it's awesome. The, the when, wife, when the kids come to the fun fly to watch you fly to, or do they just stay at the park? The kids are, they don't, they've got better things to do than watch me fly. They've got their <laughs> iPhones and oh, yeah. all oh, that yeah, kind okay. of shit. Gotcha. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, my kids, I, we only brought our youngest daughter and she's 13 years old. And she brought a friend with her. So at 13 years old, she doesn't care about anything other than what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> But my wife, on the other hand, she absolutely loves to come and watch. She'll sit there all day long um, and watch me fly or watch other people fly. She loves it. I, uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to say who I was standing next to when this little story I'm about to tell you happened because I don't want to get this guy in trouble <laughs> with, Uh-oh. With, his, with his, with his, he may or may not be married. I don't know. But uh, jokingly, of course, uh, you know, Brian and his wife pulled up and we were on the other side of the flight line and we saw Brian carry um, a couple helis and his wife carrying a toolbox and a fuel can. And uh, Mr. X standing next to me said, I wonder if she's got a sister. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I hear that all the time. I get that all the time. 
she's just awesome, hey? Yeah, that was pretty cool. She was she was definitely supportive. But I, you want to tell us the? You told me at the fun flight because we were doing the the drag races. Go ahead. And, you remember the story? What your wife yep. told you? Go ahead and tell us that story. Well, Sean was trying to egg people on to do some drag races, and I haven't ever even seen a drag race before. But he come over and was kind of like, "Come on, get your nitro, get in there, and come and race me." And I'm like, ah, I don't know, maybe. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. And then my wife, Leanna's her name, she's like, why don't you just relax and like at least watch one before you go out there and do it? <laughs> so I decided that, yeah, okay, maybe I won't crash my heli right now. I'll watch somebody do one and then I'll go out and give it a shot. So. And I think it was right after that 7HV uh, went in. Yeah, 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 actually, it was yeah. like about, about three minutes <laughs> later. It yeah, just, we, uh, what to that thing. It just fell out of the sky. Yeah, he just, you know, they were doing those uh, hot dragster starts and it just was too much for the ESC and it went about 40 feet and fell out of the sky. Yeah, it literally oh. fell out of the sky. Yeah. You know, you know, it's tough to, tough to drag race when it's 115 degrees out. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, that would be <laughs> difficult. I'm sure the electronics are not liking that. Well, well, did you do it with the nitro though, Brian? He chickened No, I didn't end up doing it because I think if it had been anybody other than Sean that went up there, but like he had that 800 and like he definitely knows how to operate that thing. <laughs> so yeah, he was just ripping it up and I kind of thought like, oh man, I think I'll just sit this one out. So no, oh, I didn't he get was flying, on. He was flying the, the logo extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was ripping. Yeah. He was ripping that yeah. drag race up. Yeah, but you know what? It was. It did inspire me to come home and put together a seven hundred electric. That now, when I I'm I'm yeah at events and I see stuff like this, I can get involved with it. So you know, and I don't know if this if a heli like that is similar to the speed helis. I haven't actually seen any speed events, but right now I'm trying to put together um, a Forza seven hundred that to me is going to be like my speed machine. Nice dude. Now yeah. you're talking Justin's talk yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. That'll be a great know. entry level speed heli. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I and think you can so. 3d the crap out of it. Yeah. So I got it, I got it set up and I got it flying and, uh, I think it's going to be awesome. It seems like it's super fast. So I'm pretty nice. excited. Well, tell us, tell us what the setup is. I have, uh, well, the, the Forza 700 airframe, mm-hmm. and um, it's a Contronic 750 motor with um, a Cosmic 160. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. So, That's the right setup right there. <laughs> yeah. You need, to, you need to teach Dan how to set up the Forza. <laughs> I... I just, it's the whole mystical BEC issue that's got me baffled. <laughs> Still, huh? It just doesn't uh, make any sense to me, man. It's like, uh, it's black magic. Magic. Just just get the Contronics and plug it in and it works. Here's the deal. That's right. Here's the deal. I, um, that's just too damn much money for an ESC. I don't care what anybody says. Well, yeah. I can't hurt. Boom. <laughs> Everybody, turn the, shut up. Turn the show yeah. off. We're going home. <laughs> That's it. 
It's not true. <laughs> You've just not flown one to recognize the skill, dude. I okay, I've imagine... flown one, and that's too much money for an ESC. You have not flown there we a go, cosmic. Jesse. I have flown a heli jive. I don't need a cosmic. Oh, you have do, a dude. You need to feel the power. Machine. Now, see, Jesse's no. got the skill no, to maintain no, no. the collective to not burn up the ESC to not need all that headroom. See, no. I don't need the cosmic. You see what I see? What I did there? I'm going uh, yeah, with it. I, I did. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I've switched up lately is um, when I got into the hobby, my first fly bar list was that three GX, and I quickly discovered that it was junk, so I chucked it, and. I went for the Beast X because it yeah. seems simple and easy to use. Mm -hmm. So I've been using that and I just thought that it's great. Like, you know, it's simple. Um, it doesn't cloud your head with, you know, oh, what is this setting right? Is that setting right? Do I need to change this or that? And I think there are settings in there that you can play with, but for the most part, I just plug it on the helicopter, go through the basic setup. Wait a minute. You're flying all fly. Beast, you're flying Beast X? Yeah. Well, up until recently, I've just switched oh, that. He's going to say it. What? You could go what? ahead. Just keep going. Okay. Well, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, all right, I want to try something different. I got to try something different. I have my Spectrum DX8 and the Beast X, and now I want to try something different. So I uh, got the new B control. Oh, I knew. Did you know it? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, man. I feel this mental connection forming right here. <laughs> You're speaking my language now. It has yeah, it. And it like, up, Dan. So, like, I don't know. It's crazy because it is so much better that it almost feels like cheating. <laughs> I, in my opinion, it's just freaking awesome. You just feel like it's more precise. It's more accurate. There's a new tagline like for the V-Bird, guys. to the helicopter, so I'm I'm pretty excited. That's it. V-Bar. So precise. Feels like you're cheating. So yeah. much better. It feels like you're cheating. <laughs> you're cheating. <laughs> My God. God. Nice. What is... I but just... In all fairness, you know I what? haven't tried I gotta any tell you, of the other ones. Brian, I thought I was going to like you. I really did. I, I really... After we parted ways, Coeur I really thought that you and I were going to be able to be buds. But now you come at me with this V-Bar and Contronic stuff. If he had known that's what you were going to say, Brian, he probably yeah. wouldn't have even invited yeah, you. Yeah, you, you probably either. wouldn't be talking to <laughs> us right now. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking to that guy. <laughs> You're saving, you do have a saving grace. A couple of them, actually. You got a Synergy N7. I dig that. Yes. Right? And you got a Forza. I dig that. And you got an accent. I don't really do care I for really? the Canadian accent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure that I do. Oh yes, you yes, do. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I guess I just can't hear it. Probably eh? not. Eh. Eh. If Nick was here, he'd be able to give you an example of what it sounds like. But unfortunately, Nick's not here. I, I kind of want to. I don't. We kind of glossed over that beginning stuff, and this is a, not to you know go way back in the start of our conversation, but I just kind of want to get your thoughts and maybe your, what your wife was thinking. If you know, when you first started and you mentioned crash, 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 cause I totally can relate. I never brought a heli home. I started with a, well, we called them fifties back in the day. Now they're calling them 600 size helis. And I crashed it every time. And I mean, every day I went out, I 
came home with a crash telly. That's a tough mental thing to get over. Did Was it a struggle? I mean, not only for you, but did your wife kind of look at you and go, are you sure this is what you want to do? No, the opposite, actually. She found me in the fetal position one day <laughs> after a crash. And uh, she, like, helped me back up to my feet. And, like, no, just, like, you got to keep going. Like, don't don't stop. Don't quit. You almost got it. So right from the start, she's been like that. And you know what it can be like, Dan, because it was the same thing for me. Literally, I would I would wait until, like, the best conditions. And then I would go out and I would try to get through one flight without crashing. And most of the time, I couldn't even make it through one flight without crashing. So it was definitely really difficult. Let me but, ask you this. So, Did you have, I don't I don't know if they do this anymore, but I'm sure they do. Like, uh, you bought your parts online, I'm assuming, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you have that deal where every time you went online, you just said repeat order? No, not quite. <laughs> kind of get the same shit over and over. Is that <laughs> what you quite. did, Dan? Absolutely. That's what I did. I just re- I don't know how you guys survived that. I uh, I would have been done. That would have been Justin, it. let me get I, I I know I've mentioned this. It's probably been a long long time ago. I literally used to buy <clears throat> landing gear struts and torque tube gears 10 at a time. I was going to say like oh by the dozen. Oh my goodness. Seriously, you, I would You were that guy that literally bought up <laughs> all of the inventory I, so that none of us could get the crash parts when we needed them. I would call Larry at Helipros because that's who I used to deal stock. with. Right. And he, first thing, I mean, he knew me by voice because, you know, I was calling him every day because I was crashing. How many torque tube gears need today, Dan? Seriously. Yeah. And yeah. You, so, I mean, how, that blows my mind. So you, you order it one day. How, how many days does it take to get day. there? The next day. I fired it up by three o'clock on Tuesday. It's here on Wednesday. Oh my God. Different. Uh, and by a Friday. Totally different story up here. Yeah. Order it by July 1st. It's there yeah, by August order, 15th. Yeah. You order ju- by July 1st. It'll be here on the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's yeah. that whole customs thing getting across the, my God. I know shipping stuff into Canada is like, it's like you're trying to get a mortgage for your house. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's frustrating, and they lose shit all the time. And they, you know, customs gets you, and the shipping is expensive. But hey, when you're addicted, what do you do? Right? You can only get this stuff from one place. So. You go out and score more crack, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, Justin? Oh, I I'm with you, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, and because of the delay that it would take with the parts, I quickly figured out that, man, I need more than one heli. That's, I, yes. Yep. yep. You Multiple. have to make Keeps that connection early on to really get hooked. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I got another heli, and then I got another one, and then I got another one. And, you know, and then, because I love building and wrenching on them just as much as I love flying them. So, you know, you'll get over that. You'll get over that stage. Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of getting there where I'm like, I've just started concentrating now on flying a few helis and most of the other ones just uh, hang on the wall. So you keep referencing the other ones. Come clean. How many others are there? 
Well, it's uh-huh. probably got about 15 of them that are operational. <laughs> what? And they're all flying? Holy yeah, every cow. one of them's flying Dude. as of today. Dude. All right, let's hear the list. You need some help. Oh, man. You're kind of putting me on you, the spot. You need some well, heli, inter- you you need know, a heli I got, intervention. I got the smaller ones, which definitely don't get flown a lot anymore. Like, And I've they don't count the, either. Yeah, like I, I've got the Align 450 which was one of my first ones. I've got the fours of 450. I got the chase 360. Um, let's see. What else do I have? I've got, I've got my synergy N seven. I've got a, a synergy N five C an E five. Uh, I've got a goblin 500. I've got a rave ENV. Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, I've got a rave ballistic. Jeez. Uh, I, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's a pretty good Getting there. collection. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Huh. And your all-time favorite of that collection is uh, my Synergy, the N seven. I, I love the I love the Synergy helicopters, and definitely the N seven is my favorite heli. How's it compare to the NX seven, the Gowie? Well, I haven't got a lot of stick time on the NX7, so I can't really give you a, a real fair, um, you know, rundown of it. But uh, the reason that I like the Synergy N7 is because it's rugged. It can take a crash. It's simple and easy to pick up the parts and put it back together again. Parts are readily available from all the places that I want to order from. Um, and it just flies great. So. Very the, cool. Yeah, the NX7 flies flies awesome as well. I just I haven't crashed it yet. I haven't put it in, so um, you know I, I can't really attest to, to that part of it. So for me, when I'm looking for a good heli, I want something that can be abused uh, and I could pick it up again and get parts easily for it. Can you get most of your parts in Canada, or do you got to order from the states? I order from the States for, I can get parts in Canada for the Goblins and the Line and Mikado and um, some of the KDS stuff. And that's it. Thinking back on the last three summers in the hobby, what stands out the most? What about, you know, what about your hobby is kind of the shining star what is it about the hobby that attracts you to it definitely the challenge of flying the heli just you know it's it's a never-ending thing i can see now that uh even after flying it for years and years you'll still you won't master it you'll forget things that you learned so just the challenge of flying it is definitely what keeps me you know coming back for more and pushing your own boundaries it's exciting and, you know, when you're pushing yourself like that, you're bound to crash. And um, I think that that's a part of the hobby. For me, it is anyway. Like, a, I, it's not like I enjoy crashing. Nobody enjoys crashing. But when you're out there and you're, you're trying to push things and, and fly the heli as hard as you can, eventually you're going to crash the thing. And fixing and wrenching on it is it's a nice way for me to pass time and you know, the winters are, are long and cold here. So I, I go out and fly and crash them in the winter times too. 
and uh, I don't know. I, I, it's just a lot of fun. My my friends and family really enjoy watching the thing fly. It's you know like they kind of they look forward to coming to see me because they're going to watch the helicopters fly and maybe get to see one go in. So uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. Even the family wants to see destruction. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Basically I think that it's, it's just fun. Like it, it's just a lot of fun and I'm really glad that I found this hobby because it's challenging and it's fun and it's exciting and it just feels like I have so much to learn that I'm going to be able to keep going at it for years and years. So, yeah, I think it's great. I'm guessing you, you know, you mentioned you were at a fun fly before Dieters. I don't know if that was the only one, but is that something that you're going to try to incorporate making more fun flies into you? Or is that just kind of out of the question based on your location? Well, I want to go to the fun flies that I can drive to. I'm not really interested in, in getting on an airplane to fly anywhere. You know, my wife and I, we've got a motorhome with a little Jeep that we pull. And, you know, the other thing, going to the fun flies, it's a great reason to just go and get out and travel and go see places. Um, we do have a few fun flies around this this part of the world, too. Like, um, you know, over in British Columbia and in Kelowna, there's one coming up in just a, a few weeks. And I'm going to that one as well. Um Snow Homish, I'm going to try to make it Oh, there. really? Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely am, am looking forward to attending as many fun flies as I can. But, you know, kind of my my thing is it has to be within a reasonable driving distance and reasonable, you know, kind of, four, I'd say a 14-hour drive one way would be the maximum that I would want to travel. That's, that's still that's a pretty decent distance. Yeah, yeah. It is covering some that'll area. get you. That'll get, get you a number of different places. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think it will. Like you know, I'm just kind of looking around, and and I think I'm going to get an opportunity to to go to quite a few of them. What about the one big pil- pilgrimage? Do you think ever you might make it to Urcha? Oh, for sure, I will. I know that I will one day, but it might not be until maybe a few years down the road that I can get organized enough to get there and get enough time away that I can go do that. But yeah, I would love to, of course, you know, anybody that's in the hobby wants to go to Urcha. And I, I also want to make it down to Florida to go to, um, what's the big one? OHB. There that, OHB. Yeah. OHB. Yeah. yeah. You know, that sounds like another great time. And, but I don't know. For the meantime, I'm just happy. Like I had a great time at Dieter's Fun Fly. I I met a lot of good people there. I had a good time. It was hotter than hell, but you know, I still had a good time. Yeah. Was that your second or third Fun Fly? I mean, how many have you been to so far? Um, that was maybe my fourth Fun Fly. Oh, okay, there. okay. Yeah, and a couple. Yeah. So if you make it to uh, Snohomish. I'm pretty sure Justin and Jesse and Nick will be there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll be there. I'm going to try to make it. It's kind of looking like I might be able to. Dan's going to be there. Yeah. He'll be there. Yeah. Thinking about it. Well, right now it's about a 90% for me that I'll be there. Oh, sounds like you're going to be there. Yeah. I think I'll be there. (laughs) 
Well, Brian, I want to thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, it's, it was it was a pleasure to meet you. And, um, you know, keep up the awesome flying. And it's uh, kind of an inspiration because you, you just kind of took it and ran with it. And no excuses kind of deal. Kind of, kind of like me, I always look for the excuse to not fly. Well, and it's also good to see that, you know, there are people out there that don't fly with anyone because they don't have the opportunity to, and they're still able to enjoy it and progress. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Loving that's, it. that's really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I listen to you guys show every week. It's entertaining and informative and, uh, it's great. So thank you very much. Keep up the good work guys. It's awesome. Alrighty, man. Well, again, thanks for hanging out and, uh, maybe we'll see you, uh, in Snohomish. Okay, you guys take care. Thanks again. Now that I've owned two full sets of BK high-voltage coilless servos, I can honestly say that these are the best full-size cyclic servos I have owned to date. These things are crazy fast, with a speed of 0.049 seconds per 60 degrees, and plenty strong, with a torque rating of 295 inch ounces. Oh, and to top all this off, they're only 99 bucks a piece. So whether you're looking to replace an old set of worn out servos or outfitting that brand new heli, be sure to head over to bkservo.com. That was Ryan. Everybody get his last name. But Brian is a cool dude. Brian is yeah, really awesome is. to hang out with. Yeah, he's got a really good attitude. Just, you know, kind of hanging out, doing his thing, not get, here's the thing that, that really impressed me about him was he, he just didn't allow himself to get hung up on anything. Right. Does he have a governor? Nah, screw it. I don't need it. I'll make it work. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I don't, I don't think that way. I get hung up on shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and the other thing, oh, like yeah, they, I says, mean, yeah. It still blows my mind that he w- he's been able to progress as much as he has in what do we say two or three summers right. alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's you so know amazing. he has been using the sim a lot, but that's you know it takes a certain person to be motivated to do that. Alone is tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's really hard to do because you know it's it's kind of I don't know you go off flying by yourself it's just unless you're really focused on flying, it's, it's, uh, it, it gets kind of boring sometimes. Don't you think Jesse? Oh yeah, it definitely gets boring. You get to the point where you're just dying to go fly with some other people just to get some more exposure, different maneuvers. They're going to point out things about your flying that you didn't notice or ever thought about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, but on the other side, it is great to have both because when you are flying by yourself, you really can focus on just flying. That is so. true. If you've got the discipline to do that. if Yeah, if you have the discipline to do that. Yeah. Oh. My struggle always is, what am I supposed to do in between packs? Get more packs. I actually, well, okay, <laughs> fair. What am I supposed to do in between the speed helis cooling down? Uh, because more packs doesn't fix that. Drink a beer. That's the right <laughs> oh, answer. Jeez. <laughs>
I would say get more speed helis. <laughs> get more speed you know helis. what? You are absolutely right, but Jesse. These are all valid. I cannot solutions. believe I haven't thought of that yet. <laughs> yeah. More packs and more speed helis. You'll be good to go. You'll never have to stop. I don't know. I I always liked it when I was taking my trailer to the field, and I would just take naps in my recliner. Good nap time. Yeah. That's what I did. Well, I think that about, uh, you know, well, I guess, first of all, maybe we should say <laughs> thanks, Brian, for coming by. <laughs> I'm definitely going to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. <laughs> thanks, Brian, for coming by. It was a lot of fun, and I uh, look forward to seeing you maybe at Snohomish. Who knows? And uh, other than that, at the at theaters event next year, kind of sounds like that's a yearly thing for you from now on. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll I hope there. he comes to Snohomish. I'd like to hang out with him. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Maybe we should uh, wrap this one up, guys. What do you think? Getting about that time. I, I know I'm just getting deliriously tired. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seeing sure. stuff. Seeing shit. It's telling stories about his cat. Telling stories and, about my, man, it's, my cat beheading birds. going to go downhill fast. But before we do, before we do, uh-huh. let's, let's remind people when's our fun fly, Dan? September 17th. Yeah. Yes. There we go. And what else is happening at our fun fly? What's that? What's happening at our fun fly on Friday? I'm going to be hanging out with friends. Bail them out, Jesse. Come on. There's a competition. Yeah, dude. The Hempmeister's competition. (laughs) The Hempmeister? Hempster. Where did that come from? You mean Mm. Corners? Corners, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, corners. Yeah, That'll so 17th through the 20th of September, the 18th, which is a Friday, is going to be the Pacific Northwest 3D Trials. First time we're doing anything like this, and probably one of the first times, if not the first time in recent past, uh, here in the U.S., hopefully try to get that that sort of competition scene that we were talking about during the news uh, lit off here and get other people to get in on it. Um, go ahead and pre-register guys at rcflightdeck.com. And remember if you do pre-register, then your name's going to be entered into a drawing at the pilot's raffle for a Spartan vortex VX one oh, yeah. E. And Unless, there aren't a lot of people that have pre-registered yet, so chances, yeah. chances are, are good. good. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Do we have any special guests showing up? Yeah, we do have special guests showing up. Uh, let's see here. Kyle Stacy will be showing up. Uh, I, I, I'm waiting to hear confirmation on a couple of other people, and I don't want to mention it yet until I get that, but uh you know what whether or not we have special guests showing up it's all about the 99 percent. so mm-hmm. just come and have fun do the bottle knock hang out watch the show night fly night fly yeah it's gonna be great it is weather's supposed to be good too yes. that time of year is what they tell me oh yeah it's it's like the second best month of the year other than august it's probably going to be like 110. It Ooh. better not be 110. <laughs> if it is, Jesse, we're going to sacrifice you because you just jinxed us. I just said it, huh? You know you were thinking it, though. No, I was not thinking it. 
I was thinking 75 well, degrees is what I was thinking. That sounds nice. 75. Yep. Perfect. What else we got? Any, uh, anything else going on we want to remind people of? Yeah. I'm just, uh, too tired to think about it, to be honest with you. We, we gotta, we gotta get, let's see here. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, think. Jesse, we need a I giveaway know. here. In in the in the reasonable near term, right? Maybe not we something do. huge, but just to just yeah. to keep the interest going. And then Dan, game show. Ah, it's not my turn for game show. That's oh, right. Oh shit! That's right, I Jesse. Will, you are I will hosting start this compiling. time, aren't you? I am. You better get those uh those questions going. Man. I will start. That's a that is a very good point. I will start compiling some questions and see what we can put together for the next couple of weeks here. Okay, you guys heard it. Dan will be on the chopping block for next oh, ho, ho. next time <laughs> that's we do not a fair. game show. That's not yeah, fair. It is no, fair, it isn't dude. fair. You if it's anything like the questions you've been asking, you're the only bastard here that can actually <laughs> answer them. Yeah. These are gonna be all like new, very new, modern, recent questions. And done for. <laughs> You're not going to ask a question about Woody Blades, stuff like that? No, no. no. All righty. What about nah. some, uh, anything else before we go into emails? That will wrap it up. Yeah, that'll do it. Going I once, think that's it. Twice. All right, Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You could send me an email to justin at rchellynation.com or catch me on the forums as Justin Pucci or Facebook. About you, Jesse. You could send me an email to jesse at rchellynation.com. Catch me on Facebook or on the forums as well. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchellynation.com. Dan K. Reed on the forums. Probably, I don't know how you find me on Facebook. Dan Reed, probably. That, that. Probably get you pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty close. Dan Reed. <laughs> uh, I, speaking of Facebook, thank you for all your support on Facebook. Man, my gosh, what are we, I don't know, 43, We're getting 44? close to 4,400. 4, I think 4,350-ish, something that's, like that. That's pretty cool. Um, it goes without mention. Thank you to, to Jim Graham. Uh, we're just absolutely beside ourselves with the involvement that we're getting on the Heli Freak listeners corner. Uh, just a lot of, a lot of talking going on, a lot of questions and it's fantastic. So there we go. Use the word. Yay. People are counting by the way, how many times I use that word in an episode. <laughs> Thank you, Dieter. Uh, Facebook. <laughs> let's see. We've got, we've got, uh, what else do we got? We got our homepage with the chat box. You're going to go hang out. Uh, regular crews always there. There's always somebody there unless it's in the wee hours of the morning. A uh, great place to go to chat with some other folks if you're up to it. And I do believe that's about it, guys. This has been episode 195. I need some confirmation here. Yep. Yes, yep. correct. <laughs> wow, you are tired. I am Man. tired. I'm like losing it. So, yeah, 195. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed <laughs> making it. Have a good week, guys. Uh, next Monday, we will see you again. Later, guys. Take it easy, better get some sleep. I had to redo. I had to start over because I lost (laughs) (laughs) it. Keep it together. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools.
Progressive RC, RevElectrics USA, Lower Heli, BK Servos, and Spartan Flybarless Systems. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to send us an email.